Yo, what up everybody? So, back at it again with another episode here. And uh, I'm at home this time doing it, not driving or not, uh, you know, out and about doing anything just here at the pad. It's Memorial Day. Been uh, a little tardy on the this episode, but I haven't really I could, wanted to finish off MODOK. And then I also did Camp Cretaceous. And I was... Positively think I did something else. Watch something else I wanted to talk about, but um, <clears throat> I can't think of off the top of my head what I what I watched. What else it was? Because I watched I watched Modoc and I I liked Modoc. Um, and I guess we'll start there. You know, Modoc on Hulu kind of re- reminded me of um, uh, what is it called? Robot Chicken on Adult Swim or one of those type of shows it's like a kind of gory definitely rated mature adult to watch it i mean and they kind of don't hold back and i kind of see why it's on hulu and why it's not on disney plus because they're not they're not gonna allow that shit on disney plus at all so but with all that said um modok on hulu is pretty fucking good it's pretty funny i thought it was pretty funny i thought overall you know the claymation, as it was, I don't know if it's claymation or what kind of, you know, things that they use, but to me it's kind of claymation. Um, and I sit here and look at it because I got my iPad running. As I sit here and look at it, I think it's. Let me see, Modoc. Pull it up real quick, Modoc. Is it claymation? Modoc is a claymation. It's a stop motion adult animated TV series created by Jordan Blum and Patton Oswalt for Hulu. Um, but I mean, it kind of reminds me of claymation. Oh my god, I hate when I yawn, <clears throat> especially when I'm doing these podcasts. But okay, so Modoc is a, is a stop motion adult animated television series on Hulu again. But it's really good. I, I liked it. I thought overall, they added just enough elements of like the Marvel Universe for it to make sense. Like Captain America's shield is brought up in there. And it's actually, they actually show it a time or two. Uh, Thor's hammer. Hawkeye gets him. Uh, the Black Widow tases him. I think it's Black Widow. Iron Man's in there like two or three times. A couple times actually. And, you know, they don't really talk about other villains or anything else that's going on in the Modoc, but in the Modoc series, but he's trying to take over the world, is what he's doing. And he goes about it, I guess, ass backwards for the most part. And he bankrupts AIM, which is, uh, I don't know what AIM stands for off the top of my head. Let me see if I can pull that up. As I, as I focus. Uh, as I oh no not Amy Garcia <laughs> aim Modoc aim meaning what does it stand for well, anyways, right here it says Modoc uh, Disney takes aim at the Adult Swim crowd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's better than than Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken is kind of pointless. But I don't know what aim stands for. So fuck, fuck off with the aim. Oh my god, get these yawns out <clears throat> and then focus on this fucking podcast. So. Basically, from what I from not what I know happens, I mean, there's a lot to discuss. There's 10 episodes, about 30 minutes apiece. So it's the three hours. Uh, Modoc bankrupts AIM and Grumble buys him out and forces Modoc into like a contract that he can't breach and he can't really do shit. 
So at one point, uh, he's looking for a way to get the company back. And at the same time, he's, he ends up getting divorced from his wife. Like, he's on the fritz. Modoc is on the fucking, is on the fritz. He can't, he can't, like, nothing is going right. His company gets taken over by Austin at Grumble. And it turns out Austin is working for these people called the Hexes. Which is like some dubious alien villain from outer space. And they want to use Modoc's fucking advanced science technology shits. As I grab myself a cookie here. And they're, use, they're trying to use his technologies kind of against the world. Or take, to take over the world. But they acquire AIM. And so he's fighting all that back. At the same time. He goes back. He wants to go back in time to correct his divorce. Um, he wants to take his wife to a Third Eye Black concert. Which I found to be hilarious. Because who the fuck likes Third Eye Blind? But apparently his wife does. <laughs> and they go back in time. And he fucks up because he meets his former self. And his former self ends up... Fucking up the timelines. There's multiple Modocs. They kill a few Modocs. And eventually, the young Modoc that goes to the future, get out of here, bug, ends up fucking up all of Modoc's reality. At the same time, Austin's Grumble is in the hex. This is poised to like, take over the whole world. Mm. With this device called the Grom. And there's a lot I skipped over. But that's basically what happens. At the end, I'm not exactly sure on the ending. I think the Modak that you're paying attention to the whole time. I think his family dies. And the young Modak. That had the crystals in his face. He ends up telling him, look, there's no outcome where you have both the family and world domination. He uses his family's... He tells him, he, you use your family's death as motivation to conquer and eventually take over the whole beating out the likes of Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and so on and so forth. But it comes at the cost of your family. And the Modoc, you're following along with the whole time, says, no way, there's got to be another way. So that I guess he uses the young Modoc in the reality where his family is destroyed to try to find a reality where it works and none of it is working. And apparently, that's where it ends. But I might have that all fucked up. Because that's what I thought happened. But I'm not 100% sure. I had to watch that episode again. And find out. Because I think there's definitely going to be a season 2. To me it was. It was it actually. If you haven't watched MODOK. I highly suggest you watch it. Because not just because it has something. But it's it's in the it's in the realm of like Deadpool. Funny wise. There's a lot. And I actually think it's a little bit funnier than Deadpool. Because Deadpool really holding some punches. As far as comedy, um, <laughs> this one that gets a little bit more—it's a little bit more mature. Wow. It, it's actually like twice or triple the amount of mature than Deadpool is. I mean, and they get away with it because I think it's stop uh, st- the stop animation, and you know, it's just voice acting. Wow. As I suck down a glass of ice cold chili milk, and like I think I had like four or five cookies there. Uh, yeah, I think it's better. I mean, everybody, you know, if you're going heads up on comedy wise, this one is heads up 
way better than Deadpool. Because, I, like I said, I think Deadpool held a lot of punches. Even though it kind of went to those reaches, like when it was uh, National Women's Day, they were pegging Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he was only going to do, like, one scene like that. But there's, like, three or four or five different scenes in MODOK where it takes that concept in, in better. As a matter of fact, the armadillo goes... Armadillo, man, I think it was... I don't know what his name is. He's an armadillo, and he's super powerful. He's super strong, but his power is digging. Uh, his whole thing is he's like a B-list villain. Like, he's street-level thug. Now, he's not on the realm of MODOK or some of these other fools like that they meet up at the bar. And uh, basically, he ends up finding out that his wife... Or his lover, which is, I think, partially, partially the reason why he, um, let me see here. Modoc Arma. Yeah, it's an armadillo. Becomes involved in various other superheroes. Okay, anyways. Don't mind me there. Uh, Armadillo, he ends up going to his wife's house and because Armadillo can tunnel, so he kind of like drills or whatever. I guess he goes to visit his wife and there's another super villain there or I don't know if it's a super villain, it's just a villain called the Mandrill. <laughs> and I think I think the Mandrill's power is he's got like a 15-inch long. <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, they close the door, but only the top half of the door closes. He's like, look, he did that just so I could see it. Oh, my God. And I don't know. That shit's funny. Uh, when Wonder Man is dating Modoc's ex-divorced wife at the point, uh, they talk about how Wonder Man's big, huge, meaty, thick penis is. I don't know that. And... <laughs> And then they do it again. They do it. They do it a few times. It throughout. So I like I said, they, and they don't hold no punches. I think they kind of went. They went above and beyond with the punches. I thought. Like I thoroughly thought that. Uh, they had. There was no holds barred on the comedy. Uh, I think it was a, very. It's very very crude. Like I, I think that the mature adult is is well learned. That's a well-earned TVMA. I'm going to put it to you. There's plenty of gores. People get ripped in half. Things of the nature. Um, and Modoc is himself is funny. He's got... There's a purpose to the show. I don't think it, it's loosely. Just kind of how, like, Camp Cretaceous is loosely related to the Jurassic World 2 movies. Modoc is loosely... Related to the Avengers because uh, I think they talk about Iron Man and and the Stark Tower being in the middle of New York, and it's actually the Avengers Tower. And I think even Tony was like, "We just stopped Ultron from doing something, and now we're having this big party." Or maybe he's talking about Loki. I'm not sure. And he's like, "We're having this big party." And, he's like, and he tells Modoc, I don't know what's your problem, dude. Like, you're coming out here with this attitude, and it's like, everybody's having a good time. And then here you are, like, downing out the mood, bro. And he, t- he throws a rock at Iron Man and tells him, there, I did it. I hit you with the rock. And he's like, and what's this? You, why are you calling me a wet bitch? <laughs> and he's like, because of this. And, he, and then he threw a cup of water at Iron Man. He's like, there, are you done? He's like, are you, are you done, clown? And he flies off. I, I thought that shit was funny. There was, there was a lot of scenes in there that were, that were hella funny. Uh, especially when Modoc had his transformation from Modoc to like some... Uh, he looked like a, a, a Jersey Shore cast member. <laughs> and they, they do this whole like... They do this whole song and dance and it's kind of like... You're dating for famous people? I don't know. That shit was hilarious, man. I, I, 
That was good too. That that episode was cool when his wife was had the number one book in, or not. She was at the number three. She was trending and then she got to number one. Uh, I think Patton Oswalt is he plays Modoc if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. Modoc actor, voice actor is. Yeah, I think it is. Patton Oswalt. Uh, Patton Oswalt is Modoc, and he does a good job. I, um, he keeps up the the energy throughout the whole season. Come on. Uh, overall, Mo- Modoc is really good, and not it's not just even like, not even because I'm a, a Marvel homer, but it, I, it truly is. I think it's. Funnier than Deadpool. Deadpool, Ryan 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 Reynolds is a certain brand of comedy, like kind of like Dan Cook, kind of like Kevin Hart, kind of like I don't know, like Ryan Reynolds, kind of like Will Ferrell. Uh, he's not universally funny. Like Richard Pryor, universally is funny. Um, Jim Carrey is almost universally funny. Well, at least you... And I actually think Wolf... You got to put Wolf Ferrell up in that category. But you got to put, like, Ben Stiller up in that category. Also, Adam Sandler's... Adam Sandler teeters on being uh, a legend and down with the other comedians. Chris Rock is as well. Chris... Well, Chris Tucker is universally funny as well. But... I mean, okay, Dave Chappelle is universally funny. I don't think there's a, anybody. I mean, you put Dave Chappelle in anything and you're laughing even at the shit that's not funny. Just because his facial expressions of who he is. like, So, I, Ryan Reynolds is, I don't think Ryan Reynolds is in that category yet of being universally funny. Um, he is funny. I think it's, there's a lot. Deadpool, I think Deadpool 1 is better than Deadpool 2. It's funnier. Uh, I actually liked him in the the bastardized. Uh, I don't know if it's X X Men First Class or no. I don't think it's First Class, but it's the X Men, the one that absolutely nobody loves, the one with the OG Deadpool, the first stab at it. I thought that movie was good. I thought that that movie probably could have been done differently. Uh, I didn't really care much for Gambit. I didn't care much for, you know, the way it ended. Like, uh, they sent the dude, the homeboy walking for eternity. Uh, but I thought overall, I thought that movie was okay. I, I didn't, it, it's nowhere near the level of the love guru or in some of these. And, and you know what? I think some people really think too much of movies and actors and I think something you gotta just unplug your brain a little bit like some movies you get into them and it's like wow that fucking movie was so fucking phenomenal like like sometimes you haven't seen a movie like that before like wow it's fucking incredible like uh, like blowing you away mind blowing like like Infinity War was mind blowing to me so was Endgame uh, Jurassic Park is was also a mind blowing Masterpiece, and I, and I like to talk about Jurassic Park because we're gonna talk about that, but I cannot stress this enough. Steven Spielberg literally sprinkled cocaine magic fairy dust on that movie because I don't know how he made those dinosaurs look so fucking real and so lifelike. It stands up to the shit that they're doing today, and sometimes still outdoes it. And on. He didn't have an endless budget, so you know. It to me, it's kind of one of these things. Like, like how the fuck did he do that? Like all the years ago, like the T Rex looks real. And 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 ever since I heard this thing, and and I don't want to get too far off of Modoc. But you ever heard this thing that big robot movies, uh, firefights, army movies. Things of the nature. A lot of it is done at night to hide 
some of the flaws that would otherwise appear even even like war movies um like transform a lot of it is done at night to hide to mask up some of the or at dusk to mask up any big a lot of big action sequences like race movies like fast and furious comes to mind a lot of it is done at night to hide the fact of all the blemishes that might otherwise appear in the movie if it's done at broad daylight. Like, I guess people can recognize that that shit looks fake as hell or that explosion looks a little off or that monster looks too fake. It's moving weird. I guess the the darkness really dampers it a little bit. And to me, that is blown away because Steven Spielberg fucking put those dinosaurs walking in the water grazing from a a distance away broad daylight you pull up he, they pull up on uh some brachiosaur like broad daylight uh the you know there is a lot of tricks i mean i actually he does hide a little bit especially the first moments you meet the t-rex uh and the raptors are mostly in the dark but I mean, he did it. He did a number on that movie, man. Like I can't stress that. Out. That's like one of my favorite movies of all time that I've ever watched. Um, he had the right amount of animatronics. He had the right amount of CGI. The right actors. That movie was so fucking believable that I'm like, damn. I pro- there probably is an Isla Sorna. As a matter of fact, they're still doing his movies to this day based off of that movie that he directed. Because that movie could have been shit by a written directed by somebody else. <clears throat> But <clears throat> getting back to Modoc, I'm of the firm belief that Ryan Reynolds is a certain brand of comedy. It's not universally funny yet. But I think this Modoc does, it holds its own way. It, you know, and that's not, not a knock against Deadpool 1 or 2. It just, I, I like Deadpool 1. Deadpool 2 is a little bit like, mm, kind of like pushing. They try to do too much, I thought. Uh, but overall, I feel, I feel that MODOK probably encompassed all of what Deadpool was. Elaborate, touched on it a little bit better. And they didn't have, what do you want? They didn't have the, as my dog is bugging to go outside. You go outside, I'm going to lock you out. They didn't have the constraints that big time actors have on screen on screen time and lines and this was just voice acting. So they really they really you know they really let took the gloves off, so to speak. And and I thought I thought overall the story was well. I mean I think there's gonna be season two. Um I'm trying kinda curious to find out if they killed all of Modoc's family and if he's just trying to get them back or what he's going to do. Also find out if Hexus ever took over the world like that they wanted to. If that's coming if that they never solved that. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive Modak is unaware of Hexus as a whole. I'm almost positive even the Avengers are unaware of Hexus as a whole. And I wanna know if Hexus might show up in the real MCU. That's unattached from Hulu. <clears throat> and I'm just kind of curious about all of that. I mean, it's like, Modoc was that good. I think, you know, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's You don't have to wait every week. They dropped all 10 episodes, I think, at once. And I watched them sporadically th- throughout the week. Uh, Modoc visits Valhalla. And that that shit with the sheep is funny because he gets the only sheep or the goats that don't fly. <laughs> and then he ends up eating a goat or two along the way. And yeah, he's in Valhalla. He's as a matter of fact, he opens a portal, starts dipping trash, uh, in Valhalla. And then they're like, "What the fuck? Who's throwing all this trash?" And he goes down there because his son Lou falls in. And he gets stuck down there, so he has to bring him back. Also, his the fact that his son is a magician, also kind of a nerdy weirdo, it's kind of funny too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
I, I gotta give it like probably like a solid seven out of a ten, if I'm gonna be honest. Like I thought I thought overall it was good. There is, however, some lacking qualities to it. Uh to me they don't really solve anything. There's no definitive like end to anything. Hold on one second, guys. So yes, there's there's no definitive end. As I thought somebody was pulling up on my house like randomly, and I thought my ring is working, but it's I guess it, it is working. Um but they don't there is no definitive end. Uh. So you gotta kind of take that as as what you call it. Um, and I think the also other lacking thing is outside of Pot Patton Oswald, I don't know who any of the other voice actors are. So you gotta kind of like um, take it as is, uh, as well as it is stop motion. So if you don't like that it looks fake as hell, um, you're not gonna like it. I mean, it, it, stop motion or claymation, whatever you want to call it. If you don't like how that looks for any reason, if you don't watch this, you're not gonna watch it. You won't like this one. Doesn't get any better um, for you, and that's kind of. I don't know. Maybe they should have done it. I, I, I'm okay with how they done it, how they did it. I like the show. I like overall the story and I like the comedy to it. Uh, visually, you know, I don't know. Maybe they did kind of get like, you know, Jimmy Neutron, that kind of look. Or maybe like uh, like an anime. But I don't know if they wanted to go anime. I think they wanted to be different than just a straight up like a Netflix. Um, they're... they're graphic team you know looking like that but i mean it's not bad i i don't find it so i mean but there is some hang-ups i mean if you don't like stop stop animation then you're not gonna like this and obviously like even my i'm like i was kind of wondering why they did that the whole time i was like i wonder why they didn't just make it like a cartoon or something but i think i think this was a, this played a little bit better because you get a little bit more feel to the characters but I mean, that's just all, those are like little knocks. It's just stopping it from being like a ten. Like if they would somehow made this into a, an actual movie, it would be this shit would be funny. Uh, they could pick any episode and just fucking make it a movie. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on from there, let's get into Camp Cretaceous season three. I think it was. Uh, let me see here. So, Camp Cretaceous... Now, they kind of released this one really quick from the last one, which is good, because I was like, I just watched it. I just reviewed the last one, like, a couple months ago. And then this one already dropped. And now I'm, like, wondering when season four is coming. Uh, again, this loosely follows this the main story of the Jurassic Worlds. Um... The kids are still stuck on the island, and throughout the series, I was wondering how long, and the answer that, I think they've been on the island for about six months, post-Jurassic World meltdown, uh, and they hadn't found a way off. Uh, they eventually do locate a boat. Actually, they try getting off the island first on a raft, and that does not work. They pretty much... You know they they cast away, they crash, and they don't they don't get past the the breakwater. So you know they set out to, and I think that's what they try to do. That's the very first thing they they're trying to leave the island. Finally, after some time, they're trying to leave the island. They get everybody in, into one group. They're trying to leave. Uh, the raft idea fails, so they end up coming up on a boat. The boat has no gas. It's got a, a hole in it. So that's how some of the story, that's why they're still on the island a little bit. They have to go look for supplies, looking for a compass, looking for gas, something to patch the hole. So that's like the first couple of episodes. Uh, and then the story moves forward to they meet up with Blue, uh, the raptor. 
as you well I don't know if they're in part one. I'm not one hundred percent sure if Blue is in part one of Camp Cretaceous or part two. I know that the T Rex is and the Indominus is, but I'm not exactly sure if Blue is. Uh, but Blue makes an appearance, and she ends up squaring up with the kids. Uh, the kids help her. Or, I'm not sure if Blue is a him or her, but I think it's a her. The kids end up helping her, and they're kind of like, she kind of remembers. I guess she's a smart animal. She remembers that they helped them, or uh, she helps they help her, and then she ends up helping them later with the. I forget the name of the. Let me see. It's. Spinosaurus. No, not Spinosaurus. I think it's a Scorpius. The Scorpius Rex. Okay. Okay. Now that's what I... Okay. So, as the show progresses, it goes... You know, it's it's a little 10 episodes too. And it's, again, 30, 30 minutes. Probably like 20 minutes episode. Um, they find out that at the end of season two, something was in a, in a frozen thing. And when they shut off the power to the island, it defrosted it. Happen to be that happens to be the Scorpius Rex, which I think is also uh, in Jurassic World Dominion, whatever it's called. I'm not sure if that's Jurassic World Two. Let me see. Yeah, I think it's Jurassic World. No, no, it's not Dominion. I don't know what the Jurassic World 2 is. Uh, it is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay, the Scorpius Rex, I think, is in the Fallen Kingdom. Um, and, in, and in Camp Cretaceous, they, they happen to unlock the Scorpius Rex from Dr. Wu's laboratory at the end of season two and scorpius rex is now fucking up they actually tease the scorpius rex probably like the first four or five episodes before they actually finally show it uh he's tearing up the island slowly and the scorpius rex is the main antagonist of camp cretaceous so basically what's ended up happening is the kids are trying to get off that, and the Scorpius Rex is kind of interfering with that a little bit. Uh, and what and actually is not interfering with, directly with the kids for most of the season. But it's setting loose the other animals are, like, trying to flee the island as well. Just like with the Indominus, the, the Scorpius Rex was kind of, like, fucking with the balance of nature. And pushing the animals farther and farther out and moving them in. It, they're impeding on the children's progress to escape the island uh eventually they square up with the scorpius rex and blue comes and saves them from the square they try to bury the scorpius rex but i don't think they do all the way uh because i think dr Wu ends up retrieving his laptop they they try to dr Wu comes out to be really villainous in this movie in this series and he wants the information on the Scorpius Rex. But they don't really stop him. They just... I think they erase his lab. But I think he's got... I think he comes up on... Some DNA or something of the animal. And they end up leaving. And he leaves the kids behind. And he got back his laptop. Which I think they erased. But I mean, his work... He even said if it's if it's there on the laptop. If he can get his hands on it. It'll only take months to rebuild. If not, it'll take a couple years. So they don't really stop him. From doing anything, actually. Um, and eventually, the Scorpius Rex is, is defeated. And the T-Rex uh, makes an appearance, I believe, towards the end. And the kids end up leaving the island. And at the last second, even though I just ran through the season. Uh, at the last second, they zoom in on the kids' boat. 
And I believe Blue is a stowaway. They don't say who is a stowaway. It could be a, a Scorpius Rex. I don't think it's Bumpy because Bumpy ends up on the back of the ship. I'm inclined to say it's either the Compies or whatever those are. Whatever those little creatures are called. Or it's Blue herself is just chilling. And it'd be kind of interesting to see if that's the case. Because I, like I said, it's loosely following the movies. Like It's not canon or anything. It's not can't take what they say as actual truth. Because it doesn't, the events don't line up. But um, you would you would think it's blue because blue ends up off the island with uh, uh, Claire and Owen Grady to fight the Scorpius Rex at that mansion. So, um, so blue has to leave the island somehow. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna show the island blowing up like they did in Fallen Kingdom uh, with the volcano. And the world going and saving as many dinosaurs as they can. I don't think that's the case. I think this is more of like the island. The the dinosaurs just gonna be off the island if there's a camp, if there's a Camp Cretaceous season four, which I think there will be, um, because the kids like the dinosaur movies shit too. And this is, I think it's easy for them to make these uh, because most of the dinosaurs are already they're blueprinted into the CGI. And the sounds, they don't make any... They're not human characters. They don't make any human... They're just... Somebody has to audible them and and give them some sort of a characteristic. Uh, and then it's just... it's just a, So even if it costs them like five minutes to make these things, they probably make that back in the streams alone. And, you know, there's merchandise and shit to go along the way. But what I'm thinking is, yeah, so they're probably going to just skip over that for the next Camp Cretaceous series. They're going to skip over that shit. And basically, Blue will be off the island, probably as a stowaway on those kids' boats. Uh, I don't know if they're ever, I don't know if they're ever going to meet Owen Grady. I was kind of wondering if they were, or Claire, or any of these other people. Um, you know, I didn't know if anybody else was going to make an appearance in Camp Cretaceous. That's kind of what I was waiting for, is for Owen to show up. Chris Pratt to show up at some point, maybe Claire make an appearance at some point, you know, and I mean, just for an episode or two, yeah, that'd be dope to, to see if they were involved with it a little bit, but I mean, if they're not, they're not, and this show, I like the show, I, I like those guys, like, like I watched the How to Train Your Dragons, the Race to the, Race to the Edge, and the other little kid series that they had, the Legends, Dragon Legends, or whatever. The Riders Legends. I watched like all five seasons or six seasons of that, and that, and I like that as well. That this is a good, um, good little series. Uh, is that partially because I like dragons? So, but anyways, uh, yeah, I think there's gonna be a season four of Camper Cretaceous. I think that I, overall I liked it. If you if you've watched season one and you liked it, and you watched season two, you like season three. Uh, I think season three is a little bit better than season two. Season two kind of dragged a little bit um, because the Indominus was already it was a one and done in a few episodes in season one. Like the Indominus was out of the picture by then, and I'm kind of curious because I know Jurassic World Dominion's coming. I want to know if they're gonna make new dinosaurs like the Indominus or the Scorpius or you know things of the nature. I'd like to see some uh, some dinosaurs, some herbivore. Like, I don't know why they want to glamorize so much the the evil dinosaurs. They need to glam up a little bit of the, and they kind of did that in Camp Cretaceous. I like the glow in the dark. Uh, I don't know what those build dinosaurs' names are at the top of my head, but. They kind of had them have fluorescent lighting. I like. I would like to see that. I would like to see them get back to the the Lapasaurus that spits venom. Um, I'd like that. Maybe not so. Maybe have somebody that can control them. Maybe those are a little bit more controllable than the raptors. Um, I'd like to see some armored triceratops. I'd like to see some uh, some stegosaurus also armored. 
You know, I, I like to see some villainous herbivores instead of it just being villainous uh, meatosauruses or whatever they call carnivores. <laughs> meatosaurus. Uh, so I hope that they're gonna, that's what they're going to do in Jurassic World Kingdom. Because, I mean, could you imagine an Indominus Rex, right? Somebody meant another one in Dominion or going forward. And then you have like six or seven armored with uh, Gatling guns and shit on these Triceratops that the fucking Indominus Rex cannot just bite and fucking kill like that. You know, they're a little bit more, they're bred a little bit more aggressively or or a herd of Dilophosauruses, like 20 of them or 30 of them, just fucking posting up at some guy's command, like waving them like, like uh, birds, you know, like training them like birds because birds are trainable. I mean, people forget dinosaurs are loosely related to birds, and there is there's even you know if you look at the dinosaurs that actually exist, crocodiles and alligators. Um, there's crocodile handlers, you know, they do their death rolls. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they can can they ramp it up a little bit more and give. Give the herbivores a little bit more than just just than they're a little bit more than just being cattle for. You know, I, that's what I want to say. I want to. I want. I kind of want to see an armored triceratops. Is one of my most favorite. One of the most iconic. You know. The iconic, fucking dinosaurs of all time. It's like there's T Rex, there's Brachiosaurus, there's Triceratops, Stegosaurus. The raptors are a newcomer because they weren't really around from for me when I was a kid. That's kind of that that goes back to homeboys Steven Spielberg's fucking envision of a dinosaur. Like he created this Velociraptor is now a mythological being because not only was it so villainous in Jurassic Park or the original Lost World, and then also again in. And not so much in, uh, in uh, I can't think of Jurassic Park 3. Let me see, what is that called? Jurassic Park 3 is... I guess it's just Jurassic Park 3. The, the Velociraptors are villainous, but they're only because they stole the egg. When they give the egg back, the dinos- the Jurassic Park raptors in that in Jurassic Park three take the egg back and you know I can't believe Jurassic Park came out in two thousand one and it made money. I'm looking at the budget of ninety three million, the box office of just under four hundred million. So I mean, and I'd see that's even with the fact that. I don't even think that one gets a lot of love. That one has the Spinosaurus, which is another one I like. But they fucked up there. They killed with the Spinosaurus, kill off the Rex like so easily. Like the Rex, the Rex is now held to this fucking mythological standard. Now people want to see the T Rex and it being victorious, as well as the Raptors. People want to see these Raptors, and the Raptors were fucking villainous in the first one. They, as a matter of fact, um. Spielberg had to have the T-Rex, the enemy and my enemy, the en- you know, he had to have the T-Rex come in to save them and put the T-Rex as the emphasis of the big, you know, uh, crescendo with the roar, you know, the finale, the, the ultimate. That was a crescendo. And then as they float away, you know, it's a little bit of the, it's the, it's the payoff. It's, you know, dinosaurs are beautiful, but they're these creatures that, you know, thank God we don't coexist with them and, and so on and so forth. But they're these magnificent magnificent animals that, you know, and I think at the end of Jurassic Park 1, to me, what I take away from it is maybe we should treat all animals with a little bit more respect, even the ones that are endangered now, like the whales and, you know, we, we want to have these amusement parks like San Diego Wild Park Zoo and, and um, you know, like the aquariums and, and things of the nature, but we could just really, we don't even need to do that. We could just enjoy the animals as is. And instead of waiting until they go extinct and then only, 
guessing as to, and I'm not sure if that's the message conveyed more so as it's just, it was a great movie. I don't know if that's the message conveyed in Jurassic Park, but I think that to me, that's what it conveys to me. Like why, you know, if you look at a blue whale and you look at a skeleton of, of a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a museum, which I have, I want to do one day, go to a dinosaur museum. I have not been. But you you can still, to this day, go out to the ocean at some point, spend a couple thousand bucks, and physically see a blue whale and see how massive these fucking animals are. It's like a Brachiosaurus, but in water, but bigger, probably. I don't know about bigger, but about comparable size. Like, we don't have the luxury of no more seeing dinosaurs because they have been they were selected out of existence, but... We right now are selecting certain animals, just obliterating them just out of our own hands. And we'd it'd be a shame to see these animals disappear. And then the only way we could fucking see them again is doing some Jurassic Park type shit. Um, <clears throat> but that's but that's neither here nor there. That you know the Raptors have gone from the villains in Jurassic Park one, the villains in Jurassic Park Part two again. To Jurassic Park 3, they're kind of smart. And into, into Jurassic World. Um, all the way being to being a hero, in a sense. They, they turned heel on the raptors. And now the raptors are these beloved creatures that people think are... And I think they're kind of... People are trying to say that these raptors are highly intelligent. And they would somehow harmonize with us. Get in. I think is that what they're trying to say? That maybe the raptors aren't as villainous as we once thought? Which I don't really buy. Because a pack of lions, a pack of hyenas, a pack of... uh, You know, there's plenty of wild animal packs. pack of wolves would fuck up a human if given the chance. Especially if the animal is hungry. I mean... I think a pack of hyenas would stalk a human. Definitely, especially if the human was dying. I think out of respect right now, because the hyenas have much more contact with humans than than a raptor does, hyenas would stay back a little bit because they just don't know. You know, humans have guns. I mean, I'm pretty sure over, you know... 100 or 200 years now being shot at by humans. They kind of are wary and cautious. But a raptor would not necessarily know that. A raptor would see us and, you know, most people are a little chubby, like myself. They're pretty easy. They're easy, easy game. So, you kind of, I don't know if the the raptor should be, I don't know if they can't be trained. That's another kind of mysterious fucking, you know, kind of fucking, it's just written that way. But going back to Camp Cretaceous, I like season three. I'm excited for season four whenever it comes out. Um, I say, if you like the season one and season two, you like season three. I like season three. I like the Scorpius Rex introduction. I like Dr. Wu showing up. And I actually think Dr. Wu is the same actor. He actually shows up. And, and like I said, I was wondering if Owen Grady was going to show up uh, at all to rescue the kids, maybe, perhaps. Maybe rescue Blue. But Dr. Wu shows up, and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm kind of curious to see where they go with the next one. I'm kind of excited for Jurassic World Dominion. I mean, this is a good little... It's just a good little snack in between the movies. Um... But yeah, so overall, I like I said, I'd probably give this one a seven out of a ten as well. I think it's uh it's great if you have kids and you don't want to watch them watching because I think Jurassic World could be scary to a little kid, but not necessarily these these are dead in a way, so they're not really scary. And overall, the the kids' interactions with each other is a lot of you know friendship buildings, you know a lot of compromising, a lot of a lot of you know. Undertone-ish kind of like stuff for kids, you know. 
Like, don't be a bully, things of the nature. You know, it's not this it's overall feel-good, happy TV show. They got a little bit of drama between the characters. Um, but yeah, definitely watch Camp Cretaceous. I, I enjoyed it. If you like Jurassic Park, I mean, it's a good watch. Like I said, I give it like a 7. Maybe even a 6.5 out of 10 for it just being just a little corny. And when I say a little corny, it's it's actually big corny, but I mean it's okay. I thought I I don't expect much out of it for being that kind of a kid show. You want it to be a tad bit corny, so your kids can understand it. It's written that way, so it's not overly complex, and you can't under, the kids are not gonna understand it. You know, the kids want to see some dinosaurs. They see different dinosaurs like every episode. Uh, there is a dress, there is a, the T-Rex, the Raptor show up, you know, so it is what it, I think it's pretty good. It is what it is. Uh, and that's going to wrap it. I don't know what else I watched. I think I did watch something else. Uh, I don't have it on my noggin right at this exact moment, but I was, you know, next week, maybe we'll discuss, uh. I don't know, I'll figure out something. We'll, you know, we'll discuss something next week, but... Um, I got Santa Barbara coming up, so I'll give a review of that. And I'm going to probably visit Solvang. And, uh, yeah, I got some new pillows at the house. And I'm right now swimming on a cloudy bed of pillows. It's amazing. Go get you some new pillows. Uh, if you haven't done so in a while, go get some new ones. A new pillow will change your life. Uh, but with that said, watch Camp Cretaceous on Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. I liked it. Um, I, but I, then again, I liked it. I, I liked it in general. So, it, yeah. So with all that said, you guys, I'm out. Uh, I get this posted up here shortly. Uh, it's Monday, Memorial Day. So, you know, to all the vets out there, much love, respect, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm out. Later's.